Heavenly Father, we bless your name this morning. We ask that you speak to us so we'll be touched in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am blessed to stand here this morning to share the word of God with you. I am in the tree service like the introduction rightly said. I love speaking tree. So please, if I mistakenly speak tree whilst someone is going on, just pardon me. Praise the Lord. The theme for this month is a glorious church revived to impact society. A glorious church revived to impact society. But out of this theme, I have coined this topic, a revived church to impact society. A revived church to impact society. But the question is, why should the church be revived? Why should the church be revived? The church needs to be revived because what is going on around us is not good. Praise the Lord. The church needs to be revived because what is going on in our societies is not good. And that is why the church needs to be revived. And if the church is revived, we will be able to impact the society. And then the things that are going on in the society around us that are not good will change. Praise the Lord. Shall we read from Mark chapter 13, verse 14? Mark 13, 14. Can anybody read for us? Can anybody read for us? Mark 13, verse 14. When you see the abomination that causes desolation, standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Praise the Lord. When you see the abomination that causes desolation spoken in another verse, it says spoken by the prophet Daniel, standing where it ought or does not belong, let the reader understand. The abomination, standing where it does not belong, or it 
ought not to be. When you see the abomination. So what is the abomination? Standing where it ought not to be. Praise the Lord. Some time ago in the history of Israel, the temple of Jerusalem was destroyed. And in place of where the temple was built, one emperor decided to sacrifice idols where the temple sacrifice animals where the temple used to be. Another time, another king sacrificed pigs, pigs, swine, pigs on the altar, on the altar of God. Then another king also came, another emperor also came, and decided that he wanted to pollute his statute, erect his statute where the altar used to be in the house of God. These were abominations. To sacrifice pigs on the altar. And in the Old Testament, in those days, pigs were not considered as clean animals. So to want to sacrifice it on the altar was an abomination. The reason the church must be revived is that abominable things are bound to happen. They are about happening. And if we are not revived, so we'll fight against these things. We won't be happy people. We won't be a church. Praise the Lord. This week, I read something. And I felt so bad. And this is what... brought this topic to me. Are you aware that the Methodist Church has endorsed gay marriage in the UK? This is an abomination. So the scripture we read says that when you see the abomination That causes desolation, spoken of by the prophet Daniel, standing where it ought not to be. So, abomination standing where it ought not to be. Then you must know something is not going right. Can you imagine that this church, some time to come, then we say, 
we have endorsed gay marriage. So man and man can come and stand here and pastor will bless their union. Please, I want to provoke you this morning to get up and pray. Because if we don't, this can happen. 50 years from now, I don't know what will happen in this church. I don't know. Methodist Church, John Wesley, pa, sorry. John Wesley, not sorry. I don't know what John Wesley will be thinking this time. If indeed they are alive and they can hear us. Reviver. Reviver brought the church Methodists. And then after many years, the leaders of the church met and they voted overwhelmingly to support gay marriage. I read the news and my spirit sank. John Wesley's church. So he says, when you hear or you see these abominations standing where they ought not, Gay marriage should never come to the church. So if it is standing where it ought not to be, we must be careful. And that is the summary of my message. They voted 254 voted for. Only 46 abstained. 46 voted against. And in the UK, the Methodist Church is the fourth largest church. The fourth largest church in the UK. And they voted. And when you listen to their comments, they are happy. They can't wait for the first marriage in the church. And then you come and stand there, and they say, open the veil, take off the veil, and you are taking, and it's a man. How, how will you feel? How will you feel? This is an abomination standing where it ought not to be. But if we don't rise up and pray, if we don't rise up and pray, this will happen in the church of Pentecost one day, but may the Lord forbid. Nobody could have ever imagined that John Wesley's church would do this. But I can't say, I can't say that Okuhunso will be Abodjeshia. No one says yes, you would Nobody expected this. And the way things are going, if we don't rise up, if our church, we don't get revival, 40, 50 years to come. This is, I see some of the things that go on in the church, and I marvel. When I came to this church, 1988, things were a bit different. Things were a bit different. And so the old 
ladies and the old men who had seen how the church used to be, they see these things and sometimes it brings friction between the old and the young. But the church is moving to a direction. I pray that the Lord will help us. One thing I love so much, and when I came to the church, I observed it, and any time I see it, I am so overjoyed. When we pray during revival time, and then somebody is speaking tongues here, and somebody is standing at the other corner there and interpreting the tongues, I feel satisfied. I don't see these things regularly these days in our church. Somebody speaking the tongues, and you think that probably sometimes I judge, I say, is this actually real? Is it coming? Is it, is it true? Is it true? But what confirms the, 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 the speaking of the tongue is that the moment the the interpreter will say, uh, I bless you, or will end, the person who is speaking it also finishes. And I said, yes. How many times do we hear prophecies these days in our church when we are praying, when we have revival? Prophecies. So it tells us we are going towards a direction, and we need that revival. If we don't wake up to pray, I won't be surprised. Either it will come from the top where government will say we legalize homosexuality, LGBT. They, they add some IQ and all those things. Either government will say we give the permission. Now it can take place. And then they, they will force it around or down our throat. Now I can't imagine this happening in Pentecost. So the reason why some of you should go into politics. So when they bring this to the table, you kick against it. But Christians, we are, we are all shying away from politics. If we don't get involved, the fools will make the laws for us, and the laws will bind us. They will. Some few years ago, when I was in the UK, a couple who owned a hotel, like a guest house, Some two guys who said they were husband and wife went there for honeymoon. So they were looking for a room in the man's facility. And the couple said, we are Christians. We will not give our facility to gays. So they said they had discriminated against them, so they took the case to court. 
they found them, they found the couple guilty. They paid a fine and they were going to imprison them. See, it, it is becoming a law and if you, you go against it, then you pay the consequences. It is my property. I decide who to sell it to and who not to sell it to. But they said they had discriminated against the gay. So they fined them and then they were sentencing them to two years imprisonment. The people are becoming very, very powerful. And they are sponsoring all the great stuff. So they will get the legal backing of the government. If the church doesn't rise up to pray, things will get worse. Things will get worse. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it ought not to be, let the reader be aware that things are going out of hands. Praise the Lord. It will take you and I to reverse this trend. And it will require prayers and a revived church. What will this church future be in 50 years from now? By then, some of us will be very old even if we are alive. And if you are not alive, we'll be like John Wesley in his grave. And then what will we be observing or witnessing or hearing about the church of Pentecost and these practices? Some 20 years, 30 years ago, nobody would have dreamed that Methodists would endorse this. Nobody. And I don't know the people who sat down and voted, the pastors and the elders of the church, and they voted 254 in favor. Only 46 were against. Fortunately, I heard that Methodist Church Ghana said they were not part of that, and they were not going to accept that. But we live to see how it goes. If the headquarters will accept it. So if our church, the headquarters, chairman and their colleagues, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine our chairman and his executives will say, yes, we accept it. And then the other people like us will say, no, 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 we can't. Please let us be on our guards. If we don't pray and we are not revived, it will get to a point we will agree with other people and say, oh, it is their right. If, if, if they want to do it, it is their, their choice. They have to do it. But we will not do it. If we are sinking, we will not see anything wrong with this. We will not see anything wrong with it. And sometimes you ask people and the, the, the kind of things they tell you, oh, I will not do it. 
But if that is what they want to do it, if, they, if that is what they want to do, let, let's allow them. The moment a Christian begins to talk like that, you know where you stand is no good. What is wrong is wrong, period. Don't, don't say it looks like it is wrong or it is right. If it is wrong, it is wrong. I can just not imagine. Even animals are not doing it. Animals. Animals are not doing it. I haven't seen dog, male dog crossing another male dog. I haven't seen one. But it will get to a point in time, if the church is not revived, so will impact our communities, you will speak against this thing and you will be arrested. You'll be arrested. So when you're talking about human rights, human rights, human rights, human rights, human rights. I ask myself, so where is the right of the minister or the Christian when it comes to these things? Don't the minister also have a right to say that I will not bless this marriage? Isn't it his right? That I will not eat this. I don't like this one, so I won't eat it. I don't like this one, so I won't get involved in it. But the laws are compelling people to now say no. It is their right. So if it is their right, you know what? It saddens my heart. Sometimes this homosexuality stuff that we are talking about, it hasn't been here for many years. It has been around for many years. People are doing it. In their rooms, they are doing it. If they are doing it in their rooms, nobody sees it. Nobody cares. Even though we don't like the practice. But to come out and say publicly that it must be endorsed and that it must come to the church and the minister of God should lay his hands on them and bless them, I, I can't think far. Yes, the gentleman says, I can't think far. So church, this is one of the reasons why we must be revived. The church must be revived so that we will impact the society around us and these things will go away. Let us read something in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 and 31. I looked for someone among them who will build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found no one. I looked, this is God speaking. I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. The next verse. So I will pour out my wrath on them and consume them with my fury anger. 
bringing down on their own heads all they have done, declares the sovereign Lord. This morning, the Lord is looking for someone to stand in the gap so that he will not destroy the land. May you be that person. God says he's looking for someone to stand in the gap. What do you stand in the gap to do? To pray and to stop these practices. It should be me, it should be you. But in that scripture, he says, God found none. If God is looking for somebody in our time to stand in the gap, he should find you and I. So that his wrath, because of these abominations, will not come to the world or in our communities. How then do we do this? We pray. Praise the Lord. We pray. And we teach our children the right way to go. So that when we become old, 50 years from now, 30 years from now, what we want the church to do is what they will carry on to do. But if we don't, it will get to a point they will not know God. And if they don't know God, or they, they, they will know God all right, but they will take some of these things for granted. In many schools in the UK now, your child will be just five, six years, and they are teaching him or her gay practices right from the beginning. And how they can have their, their choices. So if you decide you want to be a gay, nobody worries about you. And they are teaching them from now. So if we don't teach our young ones from now how to know God and what God hates and what God loves, 30 years from now, they will see it as normal practice. And they are practicing transgender. A man will go and say, I don't want to be a man anymore. I want to be a woman. And they will take all the man's stuff away through surgery and open you and make you a woman. This is abnormality. It's abnormality. And a woman will say, I don't want to be a woman anymore. I want to be a man. And it is my right. These laws, they are passing these laws in many countries in Europe. Last week, Hungary says no. As for them, they will not give this permission until the child is 18 years. So if the child is 18 years, he is an adult now. So he can decide that he wants to be a transgender or he wants to be gay or he wants to be that. And even that, they are fighting against these people there. That they should be allowed from the beginning. So the point is that if you allow this thing from the beginning, the child grows to become 18, 20, and he realizes that, no, this is not what I want to be. What happens? What happens? These things are happening, and they are coming into the church. Let us rise up and pray. Otherwise, 
we won't see the future of Christianity being anything to write home about. As I prepare to bring my message to the end, you must get revived. I must get revived. The church should be revived. And then we can impact our societies. I met a gentleman in this church, Mickey, Mickey Fire, Mickey. I don't know the, I, don't, I can't remember the full name. He didn't come today. I went to his office. And when I got there, he was around. But he wasn't in his seat. So I asked the, the, the staff. And they said, he's, he's back in the office there. So please wait some more. And I was in a hurry. So I decided to go sneak there to see what the gentleman, because I had waited for about five minutes, he wasn't coming out. And when I went, he was on his knees and he was praying 12 o'clock in the afternoon. This thing, I have not mentioned it to him. But I, I felt so happy. I felt so happy that the guy could leave his busy shadows in the afternoon and go into his office and then kneel down and will be praying. How many of us do that? Even as leaders of the church, how many of us do this? I haven't told the guy I was impressed by what he was doing. But I want to tell you, this is how you get revived. Get closer to God. Read, study your Bible. Pray. And as you are praying and you are doing what you should be doing, the people around you will see and you will impact them. So if you do that and I do that, in our communities, in our churches, in our workplaces, everybody will know that this man is a pastor. And that is how we impact our generation. And when we are speaking to them, they will listen. Or if they don't even listen, they know where we stand. They won't come to us with some of these things. Praise the Lord. So I want to conclude by saying, the church needs to be revived because the abominations that causes desolation are beginning to stand where they ought not to be. Praise the Lord. May the God of heaven bless his word. In Jesus' name, amen. My gracious Redeemer, my Savior.